Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast. And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Klaviyo is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much, because they're on the same page with me and Wavebreak. is like, we're not just about making more revenue. That's great. But what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers. And the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you got to get on Klaviyo. Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a free trial. That's K-L-A-V-O. IYO.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast, the marketing podcast for high growth, direct consumer, e commerce, and retail brands, where you learn what is working inside of marketing with interviews from the fastest growing brands. Today is no exception. I'm really excited for today's episode. But before we get into that, Q4 is going to be here soon. And with Meta and Google ad performance on the decline, many brands are turning to new channels like TikTok and TV to drive growth. The problem is launching new marketing channels is expensive and success isn't guaranteed. To increase your revenue this Q4, you don't have to invest another 50K to 200K per month into a TikTok or TV pilot. Instead, you can invest in a best-in-class retention stack for less than 50K per month, including all software and agency fees, and see a lot more revenue from that that's already within your business. And executing this strategy for high-growth brands like Ballsy and Nutrafol, we've generated Q4 year-over-year revenue increases in the range of 58% and 318%, respectively, and across the board for our clients. Even for brands that we work with year after year, we're continually driving more performance every single year. And if you're looking for the next shortcut to profitable growth, this is it. It's not launching a new channel or trying to figure that out. It's getting more out of your existing customers with a best-in-class email and SMS marketing program. We can help you with that, and you can learn more about partnering with Wavebreak at wavebreak.com. That's W-A-V-E-B-R-E-A-K.com. Today on the show, I'm really excited. We have a great episode. I'm joined by Kent Yoshimara, co-founder of NeuroGum and Mints. What an awesome story. Kent's background is, it sounds like it's straight out of a movie or a book. It's really awesome. I'm going to let Kent fill you in. But Neuro, if you're not familiar with it, 
was started in 2015. Since then, they've sold over 50 million pieces of their product after their successful Indiegogo campaign. And today they're found in over 10,000 retail locations nationwide, including Whole Foods, CVS, Walmart, Ariwan, and many other places. So over 10,000 retail locations, we talk about everything in between, uh, growing the brand, starting the brand, scaling the brand, what's working today, and plans for the future. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Kent. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to dive in. So before before we dive into the nitty gritty of, of building a brand today, give us the background. Explain in your words, Neuro, what you guys are doing over there. Ooh, all right. Do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> give us the give us the high level and then give us the long version. Like give the product. We'll, we'll I guess I'll probably have already said it in the intro by now, but uh, I, I always yeah. like to hear how you know founders describe it too. So the, the shortest way we say it is we try to put the medicine cabinet into your pocket. People have these daily routines that they have to fit into their schedule versus the other way around. And for my co-founder, Ryan and I, the product came out of our own necessity, which was we like living this healthy lifestyle, this energized lifestyle where we're optimizing and maximizing our bodies, but we don't want to take these pills or energy drinks or anything that at the end of the day, like come with a myriad of problems. Why can't we just have something that fits in our pocket is always on the go and always on the side, like when you by your side, when you need it. And to, we always say like to be the best companion to your health, we created NeuroGum and NeuroMints because it works faster because of buccal and sublingual absorption. It fits in your pocket so you can take it wherever you want. You don't have to refrigerate it. There's no bathroom breaks that you have to take, any of those things. And we use clean ingredients. So all the things that you would want in your pocket when you feel like your health needs a little bit of nourishment. And instead of ending up with worse breath from your coffee yeah. or five cups, you end up with better breath. Exactly. Where, how did you know where to start with this? Like, do, do one of you have a background in this space or was it you have the idea and then it's like, now we have to figure out how to make this happen or what did that look like in the early days? Yeah, I mean, neither of us have a business background at all. And both Ryan and I come from athletic backgrounds. We met in college. Ryan was captain of his cross country and track team. I was training with the judo uh, Olympic team out in Japan, training with the Imperial Guards. Um, I was fighting professionally in Thailand and Muay Thai and uh, studying neuroscience in college. And during that time, since my training schedule... What an so awesome resume. <laughs> studying neuroscience while also a professional fighter in Thailand. That's amazing. So, so it was like hours and hours of training, you know, every single day with my team uh, and then tr a lot of travel and realizing like, well, if I'm an athlete... And you watch the UFC even, they have these monster energy drinks, but it's just a label over a can of water usually, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Same with like Formula One or something, like they're drinking out of a Red Bull, but it's a water bottle. Yeah, it's a water bottle. And it's just like, you're not even drinking the product you're advertising. And in the same way, like there was all these products out there. I'm not going to drink energy drinks. I'm not going to take these like random supplements that don't have like the proper FDA compliance. And so I got really, this is like, 15 years ago now, but I got really deep into the world of nootropics. Well, like this is like 12, 12, 13 years ago into the world of nootropics and just started 
researching and mixing supplements into my in my own room, looking at my own research and understanding how like to look for ingredients based on what I was learning within all my clinical studies classes and being part of all these forums. And my co-founder, Ryan, despite his running career and everything, he got in a really bad snowboarding accident when he was 19, like a year after we were roommates and he broke his back and now he's paraplegic. So in this whole process of him getting back to school and the whole process of me training, I was mixing these supplements, providing him with, you know, what I was creating. And after college, he ended up finishing school with a chemistry and economics double major. But after college, on a scuba diving trip, we had our little baggie of pills. And we were like, look around and we we're like, dude, it is kind of awkward that we're popping pills in public. Like there has to be a better way to get <laughs> these benefits. And, you know, we're... And it was it all happened on this boat trip after scuba diving, and he because he, he wanted to get a certification despite his injury. And we were like, "Well, we saw this guy drinking coffee. And we we're like, oh man, like that sounds like the worst thing to drink on a rocking boat, you know, a hot beverage, and there's no bathrooms on this boat. Terrible. And we're definitely not drinking energy drinks, and we're like, we're trying to get away from taking pills. So it became super obvious to us at that moment. It was like, oh my god, gum and mints like things that people want to share with other people. Like you don't have to refrigerate it. You don't have to like worry about it spilling everywhere. You can put it in your pocket. And we didn't know anything. <laughs> so <laughs> we went into this one year journey of like doing research and development, finding manufacturers, mixing it, like trying to make it in our own kitchen and ultimately launching on a crowdfunding website with a little bit of the money we saved up. And um, finding an incredible, incredible like partner in, in two of the companies that are now investors in us, but manufacturing a form of gum and mints that doesn't even exist in the marketplace because of the way we create it with the cold compression, while most gum is heat extruded and making it more functional. So here we are, you know, like we launched a, a crowdfunding campaign. It reached its goal in uh, less than three days. And a month into it, Dr. Oz, or like after it ended, Dr. Oz's team reached out and we went oh, on wow. Dr. Oz, like immediately after. And like, we just immediately sold out a product. And, and what we was like, their pitch? They're just like, like, how did they even find you? They backed, like one of them backed you in crowdfunding or just like randomly came yeah. about or yeah. Well, how did that happen? always so we our current ceo a ceo our current coo and i used to live together and we were emailing journalists 24 7 and i think you know like time magazine wrote about us like buzzfeed oh, right cool. like all these people wrote about us and what and was I, your pitch back then like we put caffeine in gum and this is like yeah, amazing it was like science backed, you know like that's uh, a pretty we'll, good headline like if i'm a journalist it's like you won't believe this gum with caffeine it's like yeah. oh, like okay like i'll click on that as a reader that's that's exactly it and it, I, I mean the way we were pitching it initially was like oh for all you biohackers like we put nootropics in gum and it was like so specific but yeah. i think that's what helped us because in the fact that we were so narrow at the very beginning and i reached out to the forum that I was like very deeply involved in uh, of biohackers. I mean, like guys, we created like the pills you take in gum form and it kind of just went off from there. 
That's amazing. And what was the initial product? I forget if you said already, but was it like the, was it the gum itself? Was it the mint? Did you do both together? Was it the caffeine or the gum? Yeah, it was gum. It was natural caffeine, L-theanine, which is the main amino acid you find in green tea, and then B6 and B12 vitamins. Yeah, that's super interesting. And when you were making the gum, like, how did you know, like, how did you even figure that out from like, okay, you know, we're going to raise this money. Like, was the product made when you did the crowdfunding or not yet? So we had the initial sample batch, but we didn't have enough money to meet the minimum order requirements. So we were like, okay, well, like maybe we do crowdfunding because it doubles as marketing. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, like literally the second we launched, it was like, I posted about like, ask me anything on Reddit's uh, Nootropics uh, subreddit. And it became like one of the top like oh, wow. posts in the entire subreddit, which funneled all this traffic in. and then. That traffic led Indiegogo to push us to the very top and make us oh, a nice. featured, <laughs> a featured uh, like project. So that's amazing. Very lucky, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I is it back. though? Like you guys, you grinded it out, and um, yeah. you know, luck favors the prepared. Like you knocked on all the doors, and then not every door opened, but one thing led to another. I love it too because it's like very bootstrapped. Like it's not like oh, you know, we took like. You know, our credit card hooked it up to Facebook ads, and then we're like, "All right, we'll see what happens." It's like, no, like I posted, <laughs> I posted in forums, I posted on Reddit, I we cold emailed all these journalists. I love it. That's an amazing I, story. I mean, when you look back at just tactics, right? Like when you talk about growth hackers, or when you talk about like starting your own business, they always say like, "Who are your initial evangelists?" And subconsciously or inadvertently, we had just identified those immediately because it was so true to ourselves. And we launched it out of our own necessity and we pushed it into the people that were helping us develop it along the way in many ways through their constant feedback. That's amazing. When you got that initial product developed and you didn't have enough money for that first production run, like did the uh, manufacturer, did they know that you weren't going to have enough money when they're like working on the test or you're like, no, 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 like we we got the money and then it's like, we'll figure it out later kind of thing. It, it It was definitely the latter. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we were super lucky in the sense that, so it was a super small manufacturer, especially at that time. Well, like, how um, did you even figure that out? You're like, okay, uh, we want to put caffeine in, in gum. Can you do it? Like, it, were you just asking people and like, that's how you figured it out? Or, cause I wouldn't I even know where to start with this. Like I could source something <laughs> off, you know, something that already exists. Like we all know how to do that these days. But like, if you, if you came to me and you're like, Hey, put this in this product, that's something that you would like, that has to be chewable consistency too, which is like, you know, I think really fascinating, weird about gum. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it was. Like we went to all these manufacturers in the United States and we found out that they're owned by one of the biggest conglomerates, you know, in the United <laughs> States, like all of them. It's, a, yeah. it's definitely a monopoly there. And we just got super lucky with this small private manufacturer that was like, oh yeah, like we could do it. <laughs> that's <laughs> we great. And it was wild like google is your best friend yeah. <laughs> you know and page 50 you know page like 15 of google that no one checks is sometimes your best friend that's probably where you're going to find the best results like cuz the whoever's yeah. seo optimized like they're i don't know if they're focused on the best I, okay dtc brand everyone listening to the podcast you're the exception but like i don't know you're <laughs> looking for something like that like i don't know if i trust who ranks number 1 off like a main money keyword but that's awesome. And then where did you go from there? So you got the initial product run, you started to 
hit your stride with these communities, like then, then what? And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Okendo. Okendo is the new standard in customer reviews for high growth Shopify brands. We use them with our clients and they work with over 5,500 of the fastest growing Shopify retailers like Skims, Nomad, and Buck Mason to help them leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Okendo gives brands all the tools they need to capture and showcase customer-generated content like product reviews and ratings, photos and videos, and Q&A. Plus, they have an awesome integration with Klaviyo that makes it easy to do cool stuff like send review request emails and target shoppers based on review content. With super affordable monthly subscriptions, starting at $29 a month, it's really a no-brainer to me. Visit okendo.io to learn more today. That's O-K-E-N-D-O dot I-O, Okendo. Thanks, Okendo, for sponsoring the show. And then we try to keep selling and realize that no one really knew what an energy gum was <laughs> like at <laughs> all. So like early on, the place we were fulfilling out of was my apartment. So we just had like three pallets of gum in my apartment. Nice. Uh, and I was going to the post office every morning. Um, the customer service line was, my cell phone number <laughs> so <I'm getting laughs> phone calls like 24 7 oh no don't say that people are going to go on uh the internet archive and now like oh, zoom in going to scrape right. it detectives, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> P- yeah I, I have like ptsd i had to change my ringtone and everything i mean the oh, first time i was like a customer success person oh for <laughs> sure well because they're they're beating you up in there too like the customers they're not oh, stoked they're not calling you being like hey this is i just wanted to tell you this is amazing <laughs> it's like where's my product and i'm like dude i am packing it myself and trying to ship it to you like just hold your horses <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like your company sucks i'm finally a complaint with the better business room you're like well we're not a company so it's just <laughs> yeah, like exactly. i'm in my apartment and they're like what is that fda approved it's actually really awesome though, because like all those customers, yeah. like we have so many customers from that era that are still customers that still to me personally. And I, you know, I still make the effort to respond back to them, of course. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful to see how much you guys have grown. I saw you like, I saw you on Shark Tank or I saw you like posted here and it's, it's, it's really endearing. But from there it was like, okay. Now we're kind of a real business. We need to figure out how to get like, so we didn't know how to raise money at all. So we were basically just like refunneling everything into the business. So I used to work in branding. So children's branding for the coffee and tea leaf, illustrating like children's books. And then I worked at music in music composing for film and television with a, a Sony affiliate. Um, oh, cool. And then, uh, during that time, I was like, I, I still am now, but I worked as like a professional muralist, uh, like going back to my illustration days. So that's awesome. I was painting murals, which thankfully is not like a full full time job. That's like a cool side hustle, though. It's not like, yeah, I was like, you know, making websites in my free time or whatever. It's like I'm <laughs> painting murals like that's awesome. Yeah, I, I got very lucky with that world also. Um, so painting murals and Ryan was working at Hulu. So like whatever amount we were saving in all these projects and work we were doing. We we're funneling back into the business. And, you know, at one point we were like, okay, we need to educate people on what a functional gum or mint is. And so we went super hard into PR. We're like, we're emailing journalists all the time. We have we were just like bootstrapping and growth hacking and emailing people constantly and built up this 
PR portfolio until eventually, I think every CPG company kind of hits this, but your demand with your supply can't keep up with the forecasting and operations, which is why like, you know, one of the biggest things we deal with now is factor financing and money in, money out, uh, especially now that we're in like 10,000 plus retail stores. So we were like, okay, do we go to like an accelerator and try to get some money and get some investors? And we were working with one accelerator and I didn't have a good feeling. Ryan and I didn't have a good feeling with these guys because they were definitely predatory, but want to take 20% of our company for only a thousand dollar investment. Um, a thousand bucks. It was, I mean, we were doing like maybe 720 K in revenue at that point, you know, like in in our first year. And we were just like, okay, uh, we didn't feel good about it, but they were like, but all the advice will help you raise money. We'll give you this, this. And in the elevator of that office, I ran into Brian Lee, who started LegalZoom, Shoe Dazzle, Honest Company, was the first investor in Honey, like legend. Yeah. And he's like, are you the, the Neurogum guy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to, make elevator talk like i'm trying to make a decision yeah. on like whether to go with this incubation or not he's like here's my phone number don't go with these guys call me next week and he was the first person to put three hundred fifty thousand dollars into our business and he most recently reinvested again but that started our and like you know we thankfully didn't go with incubator that's we were able to hire some people and continue to grow and the next year we did like double what we did the previous year and just continue to grow. That's awesome. What an awesome story. So the, uh, the, um, accelerator ended up, uh, incubator ended up giving their, um, value after all by getting you in the elevator. Like, I love <laughs> yeah. how everything works out. Like everything always works out. Like you're like, Oh, I don't know about this. And then in the elevator, you meet Brian Lee who, yeah, legal zoom, shoe dazzle, honest company. Like, I mean, you can't really have a bet, like a better, it's hard to beat a portfolio with like that many wins as like a co-founder. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Okay. So you, you meet, you meet him. He says, call me next week. And then from there, like, that's when you, you're having the supply chain issues. Like you're trying to keep up with the growth and everything. I mean, it was, it was literally four people in our company at that time. Ryan, <laughs> my co-founder who was CFO, me, uh, CEO, Tyler, who was getting married. So he was like, he was like in and out of the business for about two years. Um, and then our customer service person. <laughs> and so <laughs> with, between us four, we're basically just trying to do everything in this company that's growing, you know, a lot faster than we thought it would. And yeah, with this money that we came that came in, we we're like, okay, now we can hire like a base level marketing person. Now we can hire, you know, someone to help with e-commerce or at least invest in this and have a little bit money of money for inventory and it just kind of started stacking together. And it's funny because so we're in this next round, this very big round of uh, fundraising right now, the biggest we've done by like 5x. And one of the things they required was like, just like board meeting minutes and like board meeting calls. And I was like looking at all of our old notes that we used to take. And they were so bad. Like the way we managed a company was <laughs> so badly done. And I'm grateful now that like through the process with all the advisors and the business experience and the resilience that, you know, thankfully we had 
we've gone to this point and have learned to actually operate a business uh, more professionally. But I can't believe we survived during that time at all. What do you think it was? Why do you think you're able to do that? You just like kept going, just like more pizza, more Diet Coke and just like rally. I guess no Diet Coke, more NeuroGum. That's the secret. Yeah, more NeuroGum. A lot of a lot of all-nighters. Yeah, a lot. Ryan and I had a, a McDonald's app hack that allowed you to get a free sandwich, like any burger uh, under a certain value if you make a purchase. And the cheapest thing on the menu was a 49-cent cookie. So we would spend 57 cents on this cookie after taxes and everything, and we would get a free burger. And I we love literally it. did that for like six months. We were just... And that was our meal every single fucking meal. I remember we did that, like, <laughs> save money. It when was- are you going to write a movie or a book on this? Because your story is like, like, we're not even, like, the, the end hasn't even happened yet. Like, this is going to be the craziest story ever. Like, it has all the key startup, like, stories, except on top of it, neuroscience and, you know, Mai Tai and then your your co-founder story too like you get i mean this is incredible like even just like hearing all these things it's like yeah no wonder you you guys are successful like this is awesome brand um Uh, thank you i mean it's crazy looking back because me now would be like wow i definitely did not need to go through a lot of this stuff you know if i were what are some of those things like what do you think you could have avoided i mean with the way we're like budgeting and eating food and like the concept of like expensing things, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. like just things that now I know that I just was so focused on the day-to-day grind of it all that I just didn't have time to learn. But if I took a step back and I was just like, I'm going to spend an hour a day just learning business fundamentals right? and how that applies and actively trying to apply it, <laughs> a lot of it could have been avoided. That makes sense. And then fast forward today, give us like, bring us up to speed. Like now you're not just, I guess originally you launched like online and then now you mentioned you're in over 10,000 retail stores. Like what did, obviously like we're condensing a lot into this question, but like, what was that? um, Yeah. how do you get into retail? What's the growth been like since then? We'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, e-commerce is still our biggest channel. So we have our website, which is that our website's actually the smallest channel now we're, we're revamping it amazon is massive for us just based on our position in our category and then we have like wholesalers that we sell to like small mom and pop shops and then we have these large uh retailers we sell to which include like we're in every single whole foods uh nationwide uh we're in like six thousand plus cvs stores nationwide uh we're in 3800 walmarts you know nationwide um we're distributed by unfi khe fistar and that brings its own like i guess combination of problems in many ways because now you're dealing with people and supply chain and payment terms but you so jared smith the co-founder of rx bar is a recent investor and like an incredibly like incredible person and advisor and he was just running through all these basically like phases of how RX bar got to a point where they sold to, you know, Kellogg's for $680 million in just five years. Incredible story. Because he also bootstrapped it from his basement with his co-founder, Peter Hall. 
And so he resonated a lot with our story and we were going through basically what the stages were. And he was like, for a fast moving consumer good like ours, you're never gonna beat retail because we're all about sales velocity and selling a pack every single day in all these retail stores. And after a certain point, you know, at 10,000 locations, $4 a pack, you sell a pack a day. That's what already three point, yeah, like four, almost $4 million. And now you're selling two packs a day. Now that's whatever. It just kind of exponentially grows. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Recharge. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash e-commerce leaders. And now back to the show. Yeah, it's crazy how big retail is. Um, you know, it's like you think of e-commerce as like being so big, but especially in CPG and like consumables, like when you actually look at any of the charts on like retail and like what percent of revenue is even just grocery. Like when I actually started to realize how much money was in grocery, like it's mind blowing. Um, There's a reason Walmart's the biggest company. In, like, yeah. The world. And like, you know, the biggest privately held companies are in like agriculture and, you know, mm-hmm. still shopping grocery stores that just like haven't been rolled up into the next, you know, private equity play or whatever. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So what was the difference though? So like you, your background's not in retail. So getting into retail and then I mean, was that difficult to do or you already had like the backing of these people and like the traction online and a really devoted new tropics audience that it was easy. I mean, I don't want to say it was easy, but like did that help at all or was it like difficult to come in as like cuz it's not just like oh, we're gum. It's like no, like we're a new innovative gum. Um so I could see like an antiquated buyer being like, "Oh, I don't really, you know, see how that works or like, you know, whatever i'm sure rx bars thought similar things they're like you can't put like two dates or egg whites on the cover like no one's gonna buy that (laughs) yeah i mean that's a really good question and it's it it was exactly that like the buyers were just like what the hell is this (laughs) you know (laughs) and we're like no 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 look at our e-commerce sales look like look at all this pr like you know joe rogan talks about us like every month like you know uh, and we were showing that non-paid joe rogan talking about you non-paid he just loves our product how do you find out about it do you know so the pr agency we worked with had his address because they have like our pr agency reps like athletic greens and all these other companies that joe rogan reps and he was like do you want to just send him product 
and we sent him a bunch of product and we like never heard back. And then all of a sudden one day he like starts talking about us on his podcast. And then like we're in his Instagram stories and it was like, holy sh-. And Joe Rogan's impact on that one time that he, the first time that he spoke about us, like three years ago or whatever, or two and a half years ago was double what Shark Tank, our appearance on Shark Tank made. Wow. It was insane like so someone said he's like he's like oprah for white men and it's pretty accurate (laughs) (laughs) that's that's amazing and it sounds like he basically did like a sponsored ad for it like what did he say in the podcast and on his instagram he's literally talked about us like over 20 times now like he just keeps talking about us like he like it's incredible and and what's um, he say he's like this gum is amazing these mints are amazing like, I love like, this yeah. stuff. like this stuff i like i take this every day before kickboxing like man this is like i can't live without this like very like incredible yeah. people probably think it's paid <laughs> yeah he just slips it in it's incredible but it's amazing i mean that's lesson number one uh, it's like you need a great product for that to happen. Like, sure, like you can accelerate the growth through like, yeah, we're gonna use a PR agency who already has the connection, we're gonna get it in front of him. But like, if the product sucked, you'd be like, ah, just throw it away, you know? Yeah. Um, so it says a lot about your product too. It says a lot about him like being willing to try it. Also. Right. Thank God, you know, he did. But do you, you know, we just had to show I think the traction we were getting in e commerce, provided the right data points to go to a retailer and be like, hey, look, like, we're not a company that is like retail centric, like a lot of these other companies are, but we know that we could fit into these three categories. Give us a chance. And when we got into retail, we just fucking like pushed with marketing, we pushed regionally influencer activations, all that stuff. Again, all bootstrapped. And, you know, it paid off. That's amazing. And then from there, like, Obviously, now we've we're kind of like fast forwarding to today, and you know, e-commerce, retail, it's rapidly evolving. Like you talked about, you know, the evolution of products and you know, crowdfunding. Like when you guys were breaking in, like it was still it was still a new thing. There was no playbook. It's funny because everyone's like, "Oh, it was the glory days back then," and it's like, "Yeah, but like it was uncharted territory. Like nobody even yeah. knew if it would work." Um, but how are you thinking about um, you know now? Right, you have this you have this company. I think you how many people are you guys now? Like fifteen. Uh, yeah, like 22. 22. Okay. 22 people. Uh, it's not just you and the customer support person anymore. Yeah. Uh, and you're in all these retailers. Like, how are you thinking about continuing growth and um, continuing to grow the business as, you know, you know, over the next year? And what does that look like? I mean, one of the main things, you know, especially our COO and I have been working on is how do you just build more efficiency in projects? And how do you build more efficiency through focus? And what I think a lot of what I was missing, I, I like understood it, but I wasn't implementing it well, was what is your North Star goal? So if we're like 20 million is our goal by the end of next year, let's say just arbitrary number. Made up number, yeah. And then let's say like 15 million is coming from e-commerce and 5 million is coming from retail. Again, just random numbers. But to get to that 10 million, what, how many sessions do we need to have on our website based on what conversion rate based on like what AOV and you have all these numbers and then the e-commerce team based on like who's responsible, who's accountable, who's informed. 
uh, on this project can look at these numbers and be like, okay, let's hit those numbers. And all they focus on is hitting those numbers, but it comes on the back end. The things you don't have to talk about is the optimization that they'll do, which is like, hey, maybe we could do AOV through bundling and doing this. Maybe we increase conversion rate by this, by setting up these different landing pages, whatever. And you're just focused on these goals. And so now we're talking about like, how do we implement in that way? And then same thing with retail. These are best performing retailers. These retailers are struggling to reach 5 million. These retailers need to do this. These retailers need to do this with this sales velocity. So our sales team and our street teams and our, you know, our marketing team focuses just on that and figures out mechanisms of doing that. And thinks of three activations that will get them to that point per quarter. And that's it. Focus, not be distracted by the million shiny emails that come into your inbox and figure out what will work. And that's kind of the way we're just thinking about it. And then increasing that number every year and increasing these goals every year, which is what more established companies do for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like you can spend so much time in email or Slack and then like you're like responsive. The dopamine is firing on all lever all levels. And you're like, this is awesome. And then you get to the end of the day and it's like, what did you accomplish? It's like, oh, Dude, that is yeah. a trap. Like Slack, like we we love Slack and we're on Slack all day. But oh yeah, same. Slack is a trap. <laughs> like it's like and- TikTok for work. Or <laughs> yeah. I feel like the LinkedIn feed has become that. Like also, oh like the LinkedIn algorithm, like endless scroll has just like destroyed everything and like the red notification button like i see red notifications in my sleep just with like you know the little dots i gotta get it to zero and it's like gamification right like you're like i gotta get it to zero but um, no it's so true and it's so funny when you think about like how to actually like drive results and then like you know create alignment right like that's such a buzzword (laughs) of like corporate culture like we need to make sure everyone's aligned it was like you spend time talking about all these things to like get people aligned instead of like here's the goal Make it happen. That's it. And like, you That's know, it. don't get hurt That's in the process. The alignment is like, yeah. that goal. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody just falls off. Like that's what ends up happening. It's like you have this great plan, these great idea. And then like a month later, it's just like back to back yeah. to the slog. You um, go back to that goal. And same thing with like just, you know, we have our core values in the company. And it's just yeah. like, guys, this is how we are. That's it. You know, if you're not right. acting in this way, then we need to talk. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I know. And that's so important too. like, even on the agency side, we worked with enough companies that like, you can tell, like, you, we start to see the differences between, you know, who's really what brands are really successful, and then what are successful, and they still but are more like spinning their wheels. And it really comes down to what you're saying. It's like, it's not more, it's actually like, a le- it's more focus, not like more things. And, um, and ends up, I mean, even neuro, right? How many SKUs do you actually have? Not, I mean, we only have three functions. So it's energy and focus, common clarity and multivitamin. And it's all about like, so energy and focus to get you up, common clarity to keep you composed and keep you going with, without the caffeine and multivitamin to bring health to your life every single day. And that's yeah. it. That's it. Keep it simple. And then, yeah, get the team aligned. It, it, it and encapsulates all aspects of your life. <laughs> and get after it. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just like so interesting too. like even seeing this, like now I'm thinking about like what what it must have been like for the first vitamin, like the first person to like pitch the vitamins like no, it'll like help you be healthier. And like you just take one of these days, it's like, why would I why would I, like I'm picturing the first guy like trying to convince somebody to take that. But um, 
Um, I don't know why I just thought of that. I just thought of vitamins and like their existence, but uh, he created an entire industry from it. So yeah. And then now there's neuro, which is taking it one step further, which is really cool. Speaking of that, like anything, any other products or anything else exciting in the pipeline? I mean, you might not actually be able to talk about it, but uh, anything else you're excited about or looking forward to as we start to wrap up here? Yeah. I mean, obviously like all the retail activations is incredibly exciting and to be able to like push into this next phase with this funding we're like closing in on is just gonna take our company to this level that like we could focus on like even better culture now you know we could focus on all the fun things we could have our like moonshot projects as well as long as we maintain that focus and I, I, I'm most excited about that. Um, in regards to product, like the health and vitality one we just came out with, we have a few others in the pipeline, but we're launching them slowly. I don't know. Every day it's it's exciting. <laughs> and, and that's the best part about running the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I feel like we, we covered a lot. Like it was great to get into the initial story and um, how you built the brand and reflect on that and then kind of Fast forward to modern day, and I know we're starting to run out of time here, but um, it's been great having you on the show, Kent. I really appreciate you taking the time for people who want to try Neuro or learn more about it or connect with you. Where can they go to do that? Yeah, you can find us at NeuroGum across all platforms, uh, N-E-U-R-O-G-U-M. And you could go to getneurogetneuro.com or your local Whole Foods or CVS or Walmart um, or Amazon to, to find us. Awesome. Go check it out. We'll link that up down in the show notes below. And uh, Kent, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. If you're not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're not on our email list, go sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. You'll join other e-commerce leaders at brands like Skims, Cartier, and Walmart, and thousands more learning exactly what's working in e-commerce right now. You won't want to miss it. Sign up at waybreak.co slash join. It's free. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.